0: Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of The Kenny Ho Show? If all goes according to plan, this is the second episode of the week. Why? Because you're a loyal listener and you deserve nothing less than two episodes of nerd talk, dork talk, real talk, all laughs most of the time, teardrops on my guitar every other episode. What up? So lots and lots to talk about this week. It's been a busy week. No, it really hasn't. Busy week, thanks to other people, I guess. You know, a lot of people put in a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears to, hell, just even put on the D23 con there. Not to mention... All the shows and all the movies that are in production, pre-production, or post-production getting ready to launch on Disney+. Plus. So those people put in a lot of time. They've been busy. Me? I have some time off work. So my feet have been up. TV has been on. And the PlayStation, whether it be a video game or via Netflix, has been working overtime. But I did get out of the house the other day, as I told you Two episodes ago, I was going to Fan Expo on the Saturday. So, last Saturday, if all goes according to plan. And not three Saturdays ago. If you're hearing this three weeks from now, something real bad has happened. I mean, if you thought I couldn't have any less thirst for life, turns out I've proved you wrong, bud. Yeah, let's just say last Saturday for now, went to Fan Expo. And I gotta say, if it were my last... I wouldn't miss it. Maybe Saturday is not a good idea because holy crap, there are so many people. I remember the last time I went to Comic-Con, which was probably two years ago at this point. Like when I go, I spend time there. I look at everything and I spend some do me. Like every year I've gone, I've spent $200 on artwork, on, you know, uh, Every year I bought a weapon, like unsharpened and whatever. Even if it was sharpened, do I look like someone who knows how to use this shit? If you said yes, yes you do, thank you, because you know what it's like to be Asian. I don't need formal training, I just need to tap into my ancestry. I just need to pull an Assassin's Creed and use my genetic DNA. And boom, somebody's losing their head. But this year, going to Fan Expo on the Saturday, it was rough. Like, there are so many people. It was scary. I got there right at 10 when it opened. Not so bad. You know, there was probably, you know, hundreds of people on hand. But I could kind of get around. But at one point, not... And it wasn't even a lot later. It was... Oh, that's what it was. Because there's two buildings. I went into the second building for, like, maybe 40 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, crap. I got to make the Summer Glow QA and a panel at noon. So I came back at around 11.30... And my God, I now know what a Vietnam war vet feels when their PTSD kicks in. Because I was reminded of the Raptors championship parade, which was a rough one for me. My anxiety started to kick in. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm on the other side. That's not so bad. Because there was two paths one, you know, one path's a coming and one path's a going. And the path I was a going was fine, it's just a coming. I'm like, holy crap. Like if everyone were black in that lineup, you would have mistaken it for the million man march or the million person march. We don't want to be sexist on this show. But I guess while we're on the subject of summer glow, I'll talk about that first and foremost. It was the only highlight for me that day. Because as I said on, the, on a couple episodes ago, Kristen Crook changed days. So she wasn't there. And because she changed days, they changed the Smallville Q&A panel from Saturday to Sunday. So the only thing I had going for me was Summer Glow. And even that, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I loved her back in the day. I loved, and I still love a lot of her work. I still love Serenity, of course, Firefly, and more so terminator uh sarah connor chronicles but like given the choice kristen crook or summer glow i'm watching kristen crook because she was because she's part of smallville that's like a show that you know helped define who i was for a long time now of course as i've grown older i've stopped trying to be a hero and become much more cowardly and uh well homely and uh, out of shape but you actually w- on that topic you wouldn't know it if you went to if you went to fan expo like I'm considered slim at Fan Expo. Hell, I'm I'm straight up handsome at Fan Expo. Like no lie. I was I was part of the top 10 percentile as far as good-looking was concerned, which is really really pathetic if you think about it because everybody knows my homeliness knows no bounds. My homeliness has become a thing of legend. My homeliness is legendary. Yet There was a solid 90% of people who were more gross looking than I was. Best of luck, speed daters. But I'll get to that in a second. But Summer Glow? I'm so glad she was there. First of all, I felt way less ripped off because I got to see her in person and got to, you know, see my first ever Q&A with with anybody, I think. But certainly a superstar like that. Um, Superstar in my books, alright? I still lead the nerd life. I've dropped nerd talk, dork talk, real talk from the opening credits, but that don't mean I don't live the nerd life. It's just the show has evolved. Less nerd talk, more jokes. But you know what? I guess Summer Glow is the perfect example of why you should never confuse an actress and a character she plays because she is completely not what I was expecting because you see her characters on TV... They're usually like real tough, you know? Not like, man, that's a bull dyke type of tough. But like, you know, that's a strong woman. I need to find me a woman like this. She can protect me from the world. But I fear she may be too rough with me when it's time to make love. I may be crying for different reasons after an experience like that. But she's definitely none of those things. She is so feminine and like kind and gentle and soft. It's, I was totally thrown off. Wait, I'm allowed to say feminine, right? Like we're not, we're in a pretty weird world now where you can't really say anything. And uh, I remember, I didn't talk about this on the show because it just slipped my mind a couple times. But at one point, the director of the new Terminator movie, he was like, I think he's like trying to Jedi mind trick us. He's like, yeah, she's so feminine. And I'm looking at the person he's talking about. Legit, when the the first teaser poster came out, I could not tell if that were a chick or a dude. Like, I didn't know which way he, she were going. I mean, Zerg. I didn't know which way Zerg was going. I didn't know if he was a man transitioning to be a woman or a woman transitioning to be a man. So when he's like, oh, she's so feminine, I'm like, I don't buy that for a second. Like, listen, I am weak-minded. I can be talked into a lot of things, but this, I don't buy it. That, to me, is not the, the epitome of what the word feminine means. Feminist? Or more like fem-nazi? A feminine? I don't know. She looks like she's been in a bunch of like prison fights and shivved a few, few broads like three times her size. I don't, I don't know. She strikes me as someone who knows her way around a car. Like a dipstick and uh, an ignition process... I'm pretty sure she has a penis. That's all I'm trying to say. But Summer Glau, definitely no penis. Yeah, I was just surprised at how kind of delicate she was. I don't mean delicate like me, where I'm just like, I'll crumble under any kind of duress. But I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This type of woman is what I'm looking for. I mean, like, listen, I've gone through so many years of new lows and having to lower my standards over and over and over again. Now, it's never gone to the point where I'm like, yeah, let's uh, hook up with something disgusting now, huh? But it certainly has gone from, you know, having a crush on Kristen Crook and Hillary Duff back in the day to being like, you know... Trying to date girls I meet in real life who look good, at times look alright, but certainly are a pain in my ass and are definitely not the nurturing type. Which I feel Summer Glau is. And you know what? Let's take a moment to think about your life. I've realized whatever the hell you want, why settle? Go for it. I mean, within reason, if you're, if you're like out to hurt others and shit, yeah, let's not do that. But like, cause I was thinking about it I'm like, you know what I wanted to do when I was in theater school was TV and film. I wanted to do sci-fi TV and film, but I was in the theater, but I'm like, whatever, it's the better program. You become a better actor. But when I'm done, let's do sci-fi uh, TV and film. But we were never encouraged to do that type of stuff. We we're encouraged to do theater. You know, that type of stuff was supposed to be beneath us. But I've just gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, who the hell's to tell me what is beneath me and how I want to live my life? Like my buddies tell me all the time, they're like, Kenny, you have such high standards. You're never going to get a girl. I'm like, that's fine by me. I'm so content with being alone and dying alone. It fuels the Kenny Ho show. If I were happy, I've said this a million times, if I were happy, this show doesn't exist. But because I've chosen this path, there will always be a Kenny Ho show. Because even if somehow, some way, I bamboozle a, a a summer glow, a Kristen Crook type of girl to date me, the whole time I will be on this show talking about all my insecurities and placing bets on when it's gonna end and how it will end. It'll be like I don't know, like five thousand dollars on. That I make her sad and she wants someone better than me. That's any takers. Yeah, no, right? You're going to lose. But in life, don't freaking settle. Shoot for the moon. Go for it. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. But why the hell are you going to go out there being like, no, I shouldn't go for that. That's out of my range. Just freaking go for it. Why not? Because when you don't go for things, I am the perfect example of what happens when you don't chase your dreams. Borderline suicidal, but just too tired to do anything about it. But back to Fan Expo. Honestly, that place, like when my brother invited me to go, I'm like, oh cool, yeah. I wasn't gonna take in any panels. I've never taken in a panel before. I've never done any of that type of stuff. I usually just go there to shop. Uh I wanted to say it to support local artists and stuff, but yeah, let's face it, I don't give a crap. I got my own issues. I'm not out being like, oh, I gotta spend money on your art and hope someday you spend money on mine. I ain't got no art to sell. The Kenny Ho Show is unlikely to ever make it to a point where I can sell out and make money on it. As someone who's been to Comic-Con a few times, found good value in that for the price of admission to being able to do what I'm there to do, to me, Fan Expo, it's borderline prohibitively too expensive. Like, just to get in, it's 60 70 bucks. And yes, I'm understanding that with something as big as Fan Expo, unlike Comic-Con, there's way more stuff to do. There's way more workshops, panels, that type of stuff. But here's the thing. As far as I can tell, the overwhelming majority of people are not there to take that type of stuff in. Most people are there to shop. Most people hang out around the vendors. Tons of people are there to take photos with the cosplayers. And I'm pretty sure people who are taking in the panels and stuff, they're a minority. They have to be. Thank goodness for that, right? Because if everybody that was there that I saw that day was there to take in a panel, they do not have the facility to host that many people. And yes, I understand, you know, they got gotta—they bring in a lot of celebrity guests and you got to pay for their accommodation and pay for them to show up. But I feel like the people that are there to see those people... They're already paying those celebrity to be there. Like the amount of people I saw lined up to get autographs, lined up to get these photo ops, where I'm assuming when people go get an autograph, they're also getting a photo with them. So you're talking over $100 per pop per person right there. And the photo ops probably all average out to be about 100 bucks. Some people charge less than that, and some people charge way more than that. But I think it'll all average out to be about 100 bucks. And if you've got hundreds of people, if not like a thousand people who are doing that, I think the celebrities made their money. But I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to the celebrity stuff in a second. Like that stuff is new to me. That This I've never given any thought until this year until I bought a Kristen Crook photo op. Never gave it really any thought at all. But what I used to do when I went to Comic-Con each and every year was, now does it make sense that I'm paying 30 bucks or so in order for me to go in to spend even more money because I was there exclusively for the shopping. Yeah, I took a few photos here and there with uh, different cosplayers and such, but that was not my reason to be there. I was there to shop. And despite my lack of wealth, I have spent thousands of dollars easily, if not like tens of thousands of dollars on comic books and comic book memorabilia. Because even now I'm still into that type of stuff. I bought a couple statues in the summer. So I have a pretty good idea of what things cost and what they should cost. So I was pretty baffled when I showed up and I was seeing items that a couple years ago when I was going to Comic-Con being sold for much more than it was back then. Clearly some jerk-off is willing to pay this type of price or else they wouldn't do it. But here's the thing. There's a glimmer of hope in me for a second, you know, a a kindness that I usually do not show at this point in my life, where I was just gonna say, we're in the age of the most savvy customers and shoppers that there's ever been. All you have to do is do one quick Google search, have a look at eBay, have a look at Amazon, and you would know what things are going for and if you're getting hosed or not. But I guess not, because these clowns are getting away with it. And I was seeing people with bags and bags and bags of stuff. So clearly, these guys are, are fools. They're definitely getting taken. Because as I said, I, I'm into statues right now. So I have a very good idea of what statues go for. And I legit saw one statue at two different vendors selling something that you can get on Amazon today for about $60. And they're charging 20 $30 more than that. It's not like... Yeah, I could go get this thing up in some like obscure store that's going to take me forever. I might as well just buy it here. No, this is Amazon. I could just order it, never having to leave my house, receive the item, and have saved 20, 30 bucks, which is ridiculous. That's price gouging because at the end of the day, Amazon's not selling that thing at a loss. They are making a profit. They're selling it at retail. They got it for much less than that. So meaning these clowns, unless they bought it on Amazon and they're they're paying retail and then adding 20 bucks on so they can make some money on it, unless they're doing that, they're being real greedy. If they got it for cost and they're trying to sell it for like double retail, then they need to take a step back because that's not in the spirit of geek culture. Because now you're just being predatory and preying on these nerdy dimwits. People are here to get their geek on, not take a pitchfork up the derriere. Actually, I take that back. There were a lot of items there that were a good price, but that stuff was complete trash. Like, they were selling some uh, Star Wars Black Series toys for 10 bucks, but I picked one up to look at it, and I had no idea who it was. I'm like, was this person in the movie, or was this, like, an error at press? This chick looks like a cross between the, the untalented Asian girl, Kelly Tran, was that her name? Kelly Tran and, and a young Mon Mothma. Like, who is this? But those were the vendors. I do th- still think that the people of Artist Alley, meaning the indie artists, for the most part, they're being very reasonable. I mean, of course, there's some dickheads who think the world of themselves and overvalue their work. But we all know a guy like that. We've all run into someone like that, if not, you know, have to deal with someone like that on a regular basis, who think too highly of themselves and their worth. And there's definitely some of those in the artist alley where I looked at their work and I'm like, wait, you're trying to sell this for how much? Are there nitwits out there willing to give you this type of cash? But then on the flip side of that, on the other hand, there are definitely people who I'm like, dude, you could get more money than that. You're not asking for enough. Like my brother bought one thing uh, from a nice artist kid and uh, he was selling his posters for $10. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I feel like you could get 15 for that. It seems real detailed. It seems pretty interesting. I don't know. And to make matters worse, this dude was like, oh, with every purchase today, I'm giving away a hand-drawn sticker. So have your pick. I'm like, dude, you're selling this art for next to nothing and you're throwing a sticker in there? Bro, I know you're not a business major. You know, you're a talented artist. I get that. But I'm going to need you to go home and enroll in a business class. Don't tell me you ain't got time. What are you doing with your day? Watching prices right? Let's let's take a business class so you can capitalize on this gift the good Lord has given you. Remember how I said Kristen Crook changed days? Like a which day she was appearing from Saturday to the Sunday? And up until Friday night, I still considered buying an extra ticket for Sunday, just so I could do the photo, and it even crossed my thought that I would spend Another $150 to get an autograph and a table photo. Because I read somewhere that's how you get time with them. At the photo op, it's literally, hey, how are you? Smile, click, and you're off. I read somewhere that you can spend more time with your favorite celebrities if you do an autograph session with them, get a photo with them, get a table photo with them there. Because in my mind, it was, they're just hanging out at the table all day. Of course, they got time for you. So I'm like, let's do that. Let's spend $300 so I can get like two minutes with Kristen Crook. Let's do that. I'm glad I didn't. Because after the first day, after walking around for seven hours, I had the nastiest headache I've had probably ever in my life for three of those seven hours. So I'm glad I didn't do it on a physical level. But as of Sunday morning, I'm glad I didn't do it because Kristen Crook straight up canceled That's right. She was having flight issues flying out of um, Winnipeg. That should have been my first sign. You have to break it down. She's like, oh yeah, I'm flying out of Winnipeg. It's going to be a last minute flight. Everything has to work out perfectly. I'm like, you're flying out of Winnipeg? I feel like Winnipeg is not on the priority list of Air Canada or any major airline. You're definitely rolling the dice. And of course, surely enough, she couldn't get a last minute flight out had to cancel, and I know there were suckers. I read at least one guy on Twitter there who bought a ticket for Sunday, an extra ticket, probably like me, had one for Saturday, and he's like, all right, I'm buying one for Sunday. Got to meet Kristen Crook, right? And I'm really thankful that this one time I listened to my doubts. There's lots of times, well, my mind says all kinds of things, and it's very dangerous to listen to any of it. But this time, I was like, if I'm going to do this... Because it's more expensive to buy the ticket in person than online. I'm like, I'm just going to have to concede the extra, however much it's going to be in person. Because I cannot run the risk of buying an extra ticket, like on Friday night, and then she cancels on Sunday. So it's a good thing I listened to my doubt this time. I'm like, if you're going to do this, make sure she's there. Go and buy the ticket. The morning of... And ideally now, this is I didn't think of this then, but ideally, you go on Twitter, you send her a tweet the morning of, and, and you got to ask her, hey, are you on your way to Toronto? And if enough people do that, I'm assuming she's going to tweet out, touchdown in Toronto, see y'all in like three hours or something. That's when you buy the ticket. And it really is to no fault of her own. And you know what? To her credit, at the end of the day, she did try. She was saying that she's gonna be she would have been working on little to no sleep, which I buy it. I was an extra one time, like a background extra on some movie set that was scheduled to be done like i don't know I think like midnight or something. I ended up shooting well, not me i was I didn't shoot shit. I was just there in the in the background, but that night of shooting extended until five a m into the next morning, so it happens. she probably shot overnight. She was hoping to jump on a plane and it, it was a bad idea. That's a really bad idea because there's like 50 billion people there. If you have not slept at all, you're not going to have a good day. And they, they stacked that day for her. She was supposed to do a Q&A with Smallville, do autographs, do photos, and then go do professional photos. They stacked that day. I think it worked out best for her not to show up. And do any of that. Because honestly, like, I didn't know how it worked. I've never paid attention to this type of thing. But going on Saturday, I wasn't 100% sure I wasn't going to go see Kristen Crook on Sunday. I paid attention to how all of it worked. And it was there that I made the decision, I am not doing this. Because for the amount of money you pay, you would be considered a premium guest. Anywhere else, anyway. And you would think they would treat you like a premium guest. But dude, for the autographs, like they've taped off a big rectangular box. Maybe not even that big. Maybe like, I want to say 10 feet across width wise and maybe 15, 20 feet deep. And they've taped it all off. So it forms a snake, a lineup that forms a snake. So you are standing in line for Lord knows how long. Because you don't know when these guys show up for their, their autograph sessions. There is no time dedicated to that. They show up when they want, when they're not doing a Q&A or the, the epic photo thing. So you could be in line, like, packed in like sardines, standing two inches away from some fat, horny guy, waiting to put his grubby mitts all over Kristen Crook or Summer Glow or somebody like that. And you could be there smelling their sweaty, smelly, fat ass for a couple of hours, just so you can get maybe a minute with your favorite celebrity. Cause the photo ops, they give you the three seconds because they're like, well, we need to go through people. You know, you can't, you need to be, you need to show courtesy to others. You don't want to keep people in the line. But when in actuality, it's basically, well, we only have 40 minutes with a celebrity. We want to milk as many people as hard as we can. But they said at the autographs, you will have more time because there will be less people in line. You know, the the need for the courtesy is much less. And I disagree with all of that. I would feel like a complete douchebag if I tried to have a five minute conversation with Kristen Crook in a situation like that, even if she were up for it and open to it. Because I cannot in good faith be up there chit chatting while there is literally a hundred people behind me, like standing inches away from each other smelling some other fat guy's bo because to complete fault of his own but he can't reach his own back to clean that properly so yeah i know a couple episodes ago i talked about yeah maybe i'll do this in the future no i will not be doing that in the future like there are so many people in that area that i'm like i'm kind of glad i never made it i'm glad the kenny ho show is not con big because i don't want to be up there dealing with this many people like it the energy was too much it's just everyone was there you know like Like they were handing out cash or something. They're like all really ready and psyched to see. Couldn't help themselves. Couldn't wait to see their favorite celebrities. And I know some of those celebrities, this is like their main source of income now. and And I wouldn't want that. I mean, if it came down to it, if I were so lucky to be like, well, the Kenny Ho show makes you an income, but it doesn't make quite enough. But if you do cons, of course, in that situation, then it's a no brainer. It's not like I love my current job. It's still a freaking job. I do that because... The hourly rate is good and it opens me up so I can do this and other things I'm interested in. Mostly napping, not gonna lie. So remember how I made that quick reference to speed dating? I thought about doing it for real this year. Up until the day of, I thought about doing it. But then I woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh man, I feel too much like a fat slob. I don't want to embarrass myself. How about there's some real hot girls? Because if you look at the website, the the picture they use to advertise it, it's like some really cute girl and a handsome looking dude and they're cosplaying. And of course, I'm old enough and I've been around long enough to know that's definitely not representative of the people that are going to show up. Realistically, it's going to be a bunch of bottom of the barrel, only comes out at night because she'd burn up in the sun You may want to take the cross down if you decide to bring her home because you're probably going to burn up from that as well. That type of girl, you know? But when I was there, there was a lot of sexy girls and they get so much hotter when they cosplay. Oh my goodness. So I was beating myself up For being a fat slob, basically, I'm like, oh man, if I were just in better shape and stuff, I could date some of these hot babes. And then me and my brother were walking, uh, looking for a place to sit after about six hours. And then we walked by the room that the speed dating was happening. And I looked and uh, we both kind of laughed because it was speed dating and clearly nobody in that line was someone we would date. I'm like, well, oh yeah, okay, that's the well. That's the LGBT one. There's, well, what do you expect? I'm not supposed to be interested in them. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, that was this morning. There are three straight ones today. I'm like, hold on. I turned around, walked back, looked at the line, and I'm like, I no longer regret my decision not to participate in this and no longer beat myself up for being out of shape because had I been... You know, young Kenny, male model looking Kenny. I would have shown up and been very grossed out. Never mind disappointed, just straight up grossed out. I'll be like, ma'am, sir, zerg, do you consider yourself feminine? How are you with cars? I should have known, right? I was talking to my buddy about it and he was, uh, he's like, well, that would be interesting though. Fan Expo, that'd be interesting. And I'm like, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, had I me mean, all turned around because initially I was like, well, going to speed dating at Fan Expo I feel like is the equivalent of trying to find a girl just after last call at some dive bar. Does anyone know how to make holy water? Now I came home after Fan Expo and I watched on the news, you know, some like, well, I believe the kids would call her a big ting. Maybe not even a big ting. She's big. I believe she's called a fat bitch actually. But she was on the news and they're interviewing her and and she's talking about, you know, how people say someone like her shouldn't cosplay and it's the more reason to cosplay. I don't remember her, her reasoning, nor do I give a crap, nor do I care about her opinion in general. Not because she's a woman. Or am I a sexist? And certainly not because she was a person of color. What am I, some kind of racist? No, it's because she's fat and unattractive. What am I, shallow? You bet your ass I am. So here's the thing. I have nothing against her cosplaying. Why? Because the person she was cosplaying wore a big old sweater. A nice thick sweater. There's about three inches between her fat and my eyes. So with her, yeah, go right ahead. Cosplay your heart away, girl. So long as each and every costume you wear is more or less like that. But I sure as hell disagree that everybody, no matter what your body shape and size is, should be able to cosplay, or at least cosplay as whatever the hell your heart desires. Because I was walking with my brother down Artist Alley, and we both noticed it at the same time, and it's hard not to notice it. I don't know what this chick was cosplaying as. Maybe you know. She's, like, wearing bandages and such. That's, like, the costume, like... And not like a mummy. Oh my goodness, I would have killed for her to be like, I'm a huge Tom Cruise the Mummy fan. I'm like, first of all, lady, I want nothing to do with you based solely on that alone. But it would have been amazing if she covered herself up. Would have been even better if someone put her in a coffin. What are they called, escophaguses or something? You know what I mean. Out of sight, out of mind, out of mind. Oh, thank goodness. But that wasn't the case. She had like... Bandages, I I wanted to say strategically, it wasn't even strategically. There's just some bandages that covered very little of her, and certainly covered zero of her big, fat ass. Now let me take that back. It covered zero percent of her big, fat, cottage cheese-looking ass. I'm like, lady, holy shit, your entire lower body is made of cellulite. Like, who told you this was a good idea? Like, she struck me as one of these easy, breezy, hoe-ass bitches that probably, you know, uh, gets hit on a lot and uh, engages in uh, the the old sexual intercourse with a bunch of guys. So she thinks she's hot, but it's like, no, lady. There's a lot of dogs out there. There's a lot of guys who will hump you just because you're breathing. Just because you're technically female. You're not hot. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know this, as I'm saying this, I, I recognize this is the epitome of body shaming. And in general, I would disagree with body shaming. But in this case, it has to be done. Oh my gosh. People like this need to think twice about picking their costumes where their entire ass is wide open. It was disgusting that she wasn't morbidly obese or anything like that. But certainly to anyone who is not in complete denial, this was a fat chick. And her ass looked like the moon. Lady, great, kind of whatever, that you feel comfortable within your own skin. But oh my goodness, other people are walking around. And I wasn't even trying to check her out. It was just impossible not to see that. And then there was another guy who didn't wear a shirt. Okay, whatever, there's lots of dudes who do that. But he also barely wore any pants. He had like he had like some fishnets, assless chap type of situation going on. I'm like, what comic book character are you dressed up as? Super gay hairy or something? Cosplaying is great. If you're an attractive girl, that's basically it. I'm I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat this thing. Cosplaying is great if you're a hot girl. I also saw the ass of way too many large and in-charge sailor moons. So for the love of God, if you're going to insist on cosplaying in something that's going to show us your body, have the decency to get on Atkins for like six months prior. I take that back. You know, cosplaying shouldn't be for only hot girls. And if you think for a second that I've changed my point of view and but oh, okay, he's all of a sudden not a body shamer. Nope, that's not the direction I'm going. Hot girls cosplaying, great. But also, just anybody who's doing the character justice. Like, I took a photo with a Spider-Man. There was a bunch of spider man there. And these guys had, like, legit costumes. They look like Spider-Man. You look like the dude, great. You look like the girl, great. You're not showing me your dimply ass, even better. Oh, and there's also, like, my favorite... I didn't take a picture with him. I thought it was too cruel because it would have been for a joke. But there was a guy there as Kingpin. And I just laughed so hard on the inside because for the other 364 days a year, I don't know, maybe he's Santa Claus in the the winter, but for at least 300 days a year, this guy is a fat dude who lost his hair due to male pattern baldness from his horrible, horrible diet and life choices. But for one day a year or upwards of four days a year, This guy can just put on a white suit and all of a sudden he's the kingpin. But he wasn't even a great kingpin because clearly the jacket wasn't properly fitted. He went to some store. He bought like a 6XL jacket that was somehow too big for him. I don't really remember the pants all that much, but I know what stood out to me were his shoes. Kingpins definitely got a pair of nice, sweet-ass leather dress shoes. And this guy was just wearing runners. Now I don't like going down this road cuz that's the one thing I don't like making fun of people for is their, you know, is their income. So I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to try to come up with something there. All I'm saying to this guy is bro just hit up winners, maybe uh Salvation Army or something just if if you're going this deep, if you're going to do this, try to do it right. And if I'm being serious for a moment, bro, Just lay off whatever the hell you're eating. Whatever you're doing right now, you need to do the opposite. Man, I talked about Fan Expo for a really, really long time. I still have to get to WandaVision, Star Wars, and of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I guess we're doing a third episode. So yeah, probably three this week. But I do want to quickly touch upon Taylor Swift's new album. First of all, I didn't know it released already. Secondly, no idea what it's called. Thirdly, I guess I'm no longer a Swifty. Because I don't remotely give a shit. I gave her a shot because, uh... What was that song? Is it called Me? She's like doing a duet with some guy. That's actually a good song. So when she released another single, I think it was like the day before, the day of the album releasing. And I saw it on YouTube and there was a new music video with it. I'm like, alright, let's give it a shot. You know, I would love to get back into Taylor Swift, which is probably what Joe Jonas said when he saw that she's now got badunkadunk dunk a dunk and a hoo-hoo's. And I gotta say, after watching half of that video, I don't believe I'm returning to my status as a Swiftie. That was complete trash. The video, anyway, the video is complete and utter garbage. I'm like, what the hell is the concept here? Why y'all upside down and it's all so weird and stuff? Is it because it's a black guy in the video? Is this you trying to subliminally tell us? When you date a black guy, your world is just messed up. Nothing makes sense. This is not right. Is that what's going on, Taylor? Because if that's the case, I probably agree with you. I hope I never find out myself. But I can see that being the case. I should have watched the entire video. Because I would have loved to at some point see her like throwing cornbread in the air and shooting it with a gat. And in this case, the cornbread is your life. And that gat, well, it just belongs to the black guy. She found it in the drawer. Just saying if you play your cards wrong, Germaine will shoot you to death. She really is the Aryan princess. But that's the thing with that video. First of all, as I said, it's complete trash. I don't know what the hell's going on in it. I'm like, are you trying to be clever here? Is this supposed to be artistic or whatever? This is crap. Can we just do a straightforward video? Like, what what was stopping you from doing all this in, like, a regular apartment that wasn't upside down at one point? And unless you're doing the cornbread bit, all of this is worthless. But the one thing that gets me the most is the fact, and it's no disrespect, Not I'm trying to be racist here right this moment anyway, what stood out and what was bullshit was her love interest in this was a black guy. We're like... I've been a Swifty for a very, very long time. This is just like some pandering woke shit. It's nonsense. This is a girl who has publicly, in the public eye, has dated like 150 dudes. With no exaggeration. Sadly. Her parents and God looked down at her. For being a whore. Of course. But none of those guys have even been remotely a shade less than white. Let alone like full on black. Come on, Taylor. You started off as a country artist. You spent a lot of time in Tennessee. We know you wouldn't be caught dead with a black guy. Which is what would happen if you were caught with a black guy. Your daddy would put a couple bullets in him and then you. And he would have done it in the name of the Lord. And probably would have been celebrated for it by a bunch of honky white people. Who are you trying to pander here to? Like, calm down, lady. You're the most successful recording artist, arguably, anyway... In the planet right now. You don't need to try to be woke. Only a fool would be sitting at home like a black kid. He's like, oh yeah. Look, it is possible for me to get with Taylor Swift. Don't be silly, Jamal. She specifically is out of reach. But if you keep working on your jump shot, someday you may make the NBA. And when that happens, there will be hoes who look like Taylor Swift throwing themselves at you because their friends are dirty whores and they peer pressuring her to go black and see if she'll ever come back and the music itself is like the lyrics are i don't even know what the lyrics are i'm like are you like telling a story here anymore like remember you used to sing about like relatable stuff and then you stopped like moving to new york was probably the worst thing for her because she picked up on all kinds of crap Like, even her songs, I remember one of the songs was, like, she's, like, at a club or whatever, dancing and looking at some guy. And she's, like, you know, trying to hook up. I'm like, wow, there's nothing wholesome about that. This is not what we signed up for. And the music was whatever. uh, Didn't hurt my ears. But it didn't stand out as anything. It was just, like, whatever. But yet, on those YouTube comments, some dude was like, oh, this is heavenly. Everyone was like, oh, this is so good. This is the best thing ever. You just keep getting better and better and better with age, Taylor. You're like a fine wine. Listen, in no way is she like a fine wine because I was reading an article because her boobs got bigger. Have you noticed? Her boobs have gotten bigger and there's a good chance she got some breast augmentation, some fake boobies. But then this article points out a bunch of things that's fake on her now. Not her personality though, which should have been number one. But apparently there was a nose job. I looked at him like, "Uh, I don't know about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Her lips were definitely different at one point, but that shit like fades away. Her ass is like three times the size. Apparently her chin and stuff. This is just not the same Taylor Swift. And all these people like feeding her, her ego, like telling her how great she is, they need to knock it off because it's not good stuff. Like when I read those comments, I was just like, oh, so this is what being a sheep looks like. And I have every authority to speak on this because I used to be a Swifty. I used to be a huge Taylor Swift fan. Whether I was sheep or not, I like to think not because her music used to be good. It used to be relatable. It used to be something you could sing along to. Now, couldn't even tell you the name of her new album. But I guess that's how all of this works. That's how Fan Expo works. You do something good once upon a time and no matter how hard and far you fall from grace, some sucker's ready to pay $300 to spend a couple minutes with you. And others will just tell you that your video is innovative and amazing and heavenly, even though it is complete and utter hot garbage. Boom! I found a way to tie that all in together. All right, that's it. That's episode number two for today. I'm a little tuckered out. Don't know if I'm going to hit that third episode right this moment. But I gotta... There's a huge WandaVision bomb dropped. Obi-Wan showed up. There's much, much more to talk about, but... That's all for right now. I hope you had yourself a great time. This has been episode 215 of the Kenny Ho Show. You take care of yourself and we'll talk relatively soon. Well, until then, this has been the Kenny Ho Show. And now it's nap time. Toodles.